Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. We're here with Daniel Parks, who is on the left coast and yep. uh, surviving. Right, Daniel? Yeah, I'm surviving and slightly thriving. Slightly thriving. Slightly. Not as much as he would if he was here, and he knows yeah, I mean, that, and he's coming back smog and soon. stuff like that. It makes it hard <laughs> to thrive here. Smog and, um, <laughs> the, again, the land of fruits and nuts, so the fruit, fruit cakes and nut jobs that are out here. Not actually... I'm in a good area. It's a uh, nice weather. Gosh, it's pretty amazing. And we've yeah. gone to the beach a couple of times. So it's been a blessing. The yeah. people here who are our love life people are awesome people, a blessing getting to serve alongside them. And so, and I've also gotten to, um, I had the pleasure. It's not really a pleasure, but the experience of visiting a lot of the abortion centers around here and just seeing kind of what other people are doing and, um, Getting to see, obviously, the devil's doing some stuff, destroying the lives of babies, but also getting to see some really cool things that the Lord is doing. Just a real quick testimony. Um, some weeks ago, about two weeks ago, we were in a um, in another city, not where I'm at, but another city north of, of where I am. And we were praying, had some pastors out there, some leaders out there, and we were praying. And one of the things we specifically was praying is that women would run out of that place. And I don't know if I shared this on a previous podcast or not, but it was just really cool to see a young lady about 30 minutes after that run out of the abortion clinic. And yeah. she uh, apparently got a glimpse of her baby on the ultrasound, saw her baby's little feet at 10 weeks wow. and chose life. And one of the guys that was out there, actually um, she needed a job. It was one of the reasons why she came to abort is because she just got fired from her job, needed a job. And he basically volunteered to hire her on the spot. She just so happened to, to really be able to fill a position that he needed for his company. So it was just really cool just seeing what the Lord's doing. And that really here. energizes then the, the people who have, they're pretty brand new to this, you were saying, out, yeah. out there. A lot of people are have, have never really been active on the sidewalks. So it's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so they need this podcast, yeah. which what we're, what we're going to talk about today is just kind of a summary of the key things to say or to ask moms as they're leaving the abortion center. And yeah. we tried to come up with every general scenario you're going to face so that you would have some idea yeah. of, of some good things to say as, as these different groups are leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I want to say this too, that, and we said it before, we said it in the podcast about building your teams and stuff that there's this tendency for us to kind of, get in chit chat mode. We're out there with people that we love, that we fellowship with. And that really can keep us from paying attention, paying attention from the women going in, but also from the women and the men coming out. Like we need to be very in tune. And this is really important guys. We need to be very in tune with what's going on at that abortion center. Again, death is taking place. Life and death scenarios are playing out before our eyes so we should be in tune. If we're going to chit chat, if we're going to talk, I don't think it's like 
a gross sin to be talking there and encouraging each other as long as we're keeping the conversations, you know, not going way off track with the conversations like talking about, you know, the Braves won the World Series or whatever. Or extended. <laughs> it's really not the place yeah. for extended conversations at yeah. all. Yeah. If you are going to have conversations, though, a lot of times I like to have my conversations standing side by side instead of face to face and still looking toward the abortion center. Cause right. there's things that happen that are going on there. People going in and out that you'll notice you'll pick up patterns. You know, I think you and I both, we've kind of trained ourselves to where I can probably be in a full in-depth theological conversation. And when something happens, I'm, I'm right tuned into it and I'll shut that conversation yeah. off. And I focus, if a mom's walking out from the abortion center to her car, I'm going to, put that conversation on hold for a second. I'm going to address her and then I can take that conversation back up. Not everybody, I mean, cause we've been out there for a long time and we, we kind of just, I don't know, the Lord's given us that gift, I guess, of being able to shift focus real quick and then shift focus back. Not everybody has that gift. Um, so you can, you know, ask the Lord <laughs> to help train you in that. But until that happens, you really just need to make sure we're staying focused. And in particular, what we're talking about today, staying focused um, and being able to address the people that are coming out, whether they're, of course, walking out of the abortion center in some scenarios, you guys that are in New York, that's the case, right? They're not typically driving up. They're typically um, walking out directly out of the door onto the sidewalk. In some of the other cities, it's the same way. There's foot traffic rather than a lot of vehicular traffic. Of course, at Latrobe and the other abortion centers in Charlotte, they're driving into a parking lot there. And so as they're driving out, these are some of the, th the things either way. And when they're coming out of the abortion center, that we, we think that are good to say. Yeah. And it is a really, really good beginning advice. Stand side by side, always be facing the door. That's one of the first things I train our new counselors. Always have your eyes on the door, unless you're specifically your team position is looking for cars coming down the road. Yeah. But for anyone that's supposed to be calling out to the women, uh, walking in or getting out of their cars, you should always be facing the door of the abortion center in the parking lot where the cars are parked yeah. as opposed to turning to speak to someone. I have seen people in conversation where they get really deep into a conversation and turn towards each other and that's when they miss. Yeah. So it's just a simple thing. If you're going to be in a conversation, that is great advice, Daniel. Just be side by side watching the door so that at any moment you can break that conversation because you learn a lot. You can gather a lot of, of a lot of clues yeah. about whether that woman has has had the pill, a surgical abortion, uh, maybe isn't even there for an abortion at all. What she was there for. You can pick up a lot. We can yeah. even overhear conversations sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we overheard one couple days ago that it just looked suspicious and we thought it was uh, sex sex trafficking. Yeah. It was two guys and a girl. And then we overheard them talking about the girl's um, sister was going to be picking her up. The guy, one guy had paid, another guy had dropped her. And it turned out because we could hear the conversation, it was not what we had thought. Yeah. So, yeah. So keep your eyes on the door um, or on the people that you're ministering to in the hopes of learning as much as you can. And that'll guide you when they're leaving. Yeah. What what to say to them? Yeah. So this is really focusing on what do we say when they're leaving? Yeah. Um, as opposed to when they're when they're coming in, and and one of the first things is ask, did you change your mind? Yeah. As yeah. they're pulling out. Yeah, as they're pulling out, we. I mean, I think our counselors in Charlotte. That's you're going to hear that every time a car pulls out, unless of course there's this pattern where you can see there's there's a lot of times the dad will drop the mother off. To have the abortion, he'll run up to McDonald's. Sometimes he'll be in and out, in and out, in and out. Obviously, we're not going to 
we're not going to say that, but when we see a mom has gotten out or coming out of the abortion center, goes to her car and she's driving out, the dad's driving her out or she's driving herself out. We're always going to ask whether she stops or not. Did you change your mind? Sometimes you'll get like a thumbs up. Sometimes you'll get them to stop. And, and sometimes, you know, they didn't change their mind, but they want to stop and um, whatever, give, give you what for and how. And it just gives an opportunity to say, you know, well, even if you didn't change your mind, we still have resources. We have information to help you with post-abortive healing. So it just, it can be open it, it can be an opening to the conversation for other things it, rather than just, yeah, I did change my mind. Okay. Well, if they did change their mind, then uh, obviously there's some, there's some further steps and some further things you want to share with them based on that. Um, right. But it is right. an important thing Because if to they ask. did change their mind, uh, oftentimes they won't stop. They won't give any indication because they've been told not to, at least at the facility where we serve. That may not be true everywhere, though I think it is. Yeah. They are told, don't talk to, they call us protesters. Don't talk right. to them. They lie. Don't. And so knowing that, if you say, did you change their mind, they're more likely to stop and give some indication whether they did or didn't. And yeah. why is that important? There's a few reasons. Yeah. One you just said, you you won't know what to offer them if you don't know whether they are post-abortive now or whether they now are in this terrible situation but kept the baby and they need yeah. help and they yeah. need resources. Right, yeah. So it's, it's an important question. Yeah, yeah. So if they say they did change their mind, one of the next things I'm going to ask them, uh, I'm not going to – so you have in this article um, – what changed your mind? That's actually not going to be my next question. If they mm -hmm. say, yes, I did change my mind. My next question is going to be, okay, well, how can we help you? Can we give yeah, you a baby a shower? One. Can yeah. we get you connected with a mentor? Right. Um, I might even ask if the mobile ultrasound unit's there, or if I have a pregnancy center that's close by, well, would you like to go to the pregnancy center? It's just down the road because I know that that will serve to help, you know, Instead of her just, yes, I changed my mind and then leaving, that'll help get her connected because she came for some reason, right? There's some struggles going on. Those struggles are still going on, even if she changed her mind. Right. We want to help alleviate those struggles. We want to help ultimately disciple her and lead her to the Lord, right? And so trying to figure out what those needs are. Okay, you changed your mind. Well, what what can we do to help you? That, that's going to be my next question. Yeah. And then in the course of the conversation, I will get into so what changed your mind, which is the next question that you have um, in this in this article, and and hopefully in that um, uh, when when they are talking with you, you're you're able to tell them, hey, do you mind it pulling over and let me share yeah. what 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 we can do? So you might have a long conversation. Um, our our experience oftentimes is they just want to leave and, yeah. and you've got very limited time. So you definitely, um, you know, and we have done podcasts on all of these, I think in depth, we're kind of putting it all together now in a summary yeah. of, of when people leave. But if they did change their mind, you instantly do want to get them the literature yeah, with numbers to call your contact information. And yeah, that's good. Daniel saying, um, then how can we help you? That's a, an excellent follow-up question yeah. to that. If I can kind um, of discern that they're in a hurry and they just want to leave. Um, yeah. Sometimes I will ask, um, I, I maybe won't ask, what can we do to help you? I may say, well, my number's on the back of that literature or Vicky's number or, you know, somebody, whoever's number is on the back of that literature. If yeah. we can help you with anything, please call us or text us. We want to help right. you. So right. I might say it like good. that. And then they, of course, they go on their way. But I do yeah. want to make sure, like really, really important if they stop to get something in their hands. And quite likely they already have something. Maybe they got a brochure when they went in 
And so I might just remind them, hey, that brochure that you got on the way in has a number on the back. Please call us if we can help you with anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Now, if so, I can discern, I will say, sorry to, I know you want to go okay. to the next nope, subject, but if I can discern that they're willing to, to hang around and to talk, um, and if they're in a vehicle, of course, if this is vehicular traffic, I'll ask them to pull over. And, uh, you know, again, I may ask them to go in the mobile unit, but, you know, I want to try to really get, I don't want to let it just be, yeah, I chose life and then leave if I can help it. All right. I want to get into more depth, like what the struggle is, what's going on, how we can help them again, to get them connected to a mentor. If we can do that, just to get them connected because again, they're going to go back into the same situation they came out of. The devil's going to still try to be speaking the same lies. So if they chose life that day, I want to try to ensure that they're not going to cho- choose to come back to the abortion the next day because of the lies of the enemy. So I want to try to cultivate that relationship with her and with that yeah. that family that's come to that abortion center. And if you're really lucky, you can get their name and number. Not yeah. that I believe in luck. I think we have to be intentional about it. But yes. if we can get their name and number, we should. <laughs> Amen. Um, because it, a, a text goes a long way. I just had a mom. Um, gosh, I don't remember the specifics. Um, all I remember is, oh, okay, it was on Facebook of all places. This mom from years ago, she chose life years ago. I never knew this. She she wrote, she's a Facebook friend now because I've okay. known her now for years and years and years. And she wrote, um, we were, we had mentioned, please pray for a mom who is in the Valley of Decision. She chose life today. And this this mom, my friend on Facebook said, well, you, um, she'll be back tomorrow. You better stay in touch. And then um, uh, one of my friends, one of the my counselor friends said, oh, she was a solid choice for life. And this this other mom from my my Facebook friend said, well, I thought I was, too. And the next day I returned for an abortion. And here's the kicker on the way to the abortion center. Vicky sent me a text and I turned around and went home. Yeah. I never knew that. I never wow. knew that. But man, how important that is. Yeah. Stay in touch uh, in the in those first few hours. If they've changed their mind, if you can get their name and number, a text a few hours later is so important. Yeah. And the next day, um, just reiterating a, a great Bible verse, uh, the the sanctity of that life, the baby's development, something, because that for that woman, she remembered that as what turned her away. I never even knew she went back right. a second time. She never told me that. Yeah, yeah. So now the the next thing then, if if we get through all of that stuff, um, I will ask if I remember. I I try to remember this. What changed your mind? Right. And the reason I ask that is that is such valuable information for yeah, us go, moving forward in not only in how to minister to that mother, but to know things that changed her mind might change someone else's mind. Right. Yeah. And and so it's important to let team members know. what. Yeah. It, and especially it's an encouragement if there's something that was specifically said um, or that she saw that a team member had done or said 
or a sign they held or whatever, let that team member know it is such an enormous encouragement yeah. for, the, for that team member. So that's a really valuable question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah, that'll kind of give you ammunition for the future. Like if there's a common thing that these women say help to change their mind, you certainly want to use that, use that phrase or or whatever to uh to help change other women's minds cuz many of these women come with the same mindsets, different yeah. situations, some similar situations. Um but same mindsets, fears grip them, selfishness, all the other things um that cause us to sin. And uh, to be able to combat that with certain points of truth is is really powerful, you know. I we just interviewed another mom um, for uh, a video that we're going to be doing, and she told me that, and she was back several times to abort. One of the times, what changed her mind was she was in the back room again, ready to have the abortion, and she heard the words of a pastor over the microphone saying, "Your baby is precious in the sight of God." with a plan and a purpose, please don't harm your child. And that was you, Daniel. Oh, wow. She heard you. So, um, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's important for us to know that now we knew because this woman told us what changed her mind. Um, I know we're heard in the back room and yeah. we know that, that the word, if we're on a microphone, at least in our facility, I know not everyone has that, uh, that wonderful opportunity, but we do. And if you do know that, that those words, um, when that woman is at the, she was ready to abort, you know, on the table and she heard you. So, um, what changed your mind? Really, really good question. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, then, and I think, un- unfortunately, oh, go ahead. Was there something else on that? Well, no, I was just going to kind of go to the next point, which is, okay. did you take the abortion pill? Right. You know, I'm, I'm always, as they're coming out and, uh, I have any inkling of suspicion that they may have taken the abortion pill. I'm always going to assume that they have, if they're, you know, if they're there on an abortion day at Planned Parenthood or if they fit kind of that age demographic, you know, 18 to 25, I'm going to always say, if you've taken the abortion pill, go to abortionpillreversal.com. So I'm I'm likely not even going to ask this question. I'm just going to assume that they have or I'm going to put that caveat. If if you've taken the abortion pill, go to abortionpillreversal.com. Now, if they right. stop and talk. And I get into a more in-depth conversation. I will get into that. Did you take the abortion pill? And then I'll write really heavy focus on the abortion pill reversal. I'll really heavy focus. If they tell me, yes, I took the abortion pill. Then I'll talk about, of course, the risks that are involved with that. I'll talk about what's actually going to happen to the baby. And then I'm going to talk, of course, about the abortion pill reversal. Yeah. Yeah. And the conversation for me is different if they say no. Um, and then I say, did you have a surgical abortion? Um, because they may have been for some other reason. If, if, uh, you know, the first question is not always, did you have the abortion? But, um, uh, so they might be there for a checkup, whatever. There might be other things. But yep. if they had a surgical abortion, I'm going to have a different discussion with them than right. if they had the pill abortion with the, exactly what you said. That's exactly, I think, where everyone should focus on abortion pill reversal. Uh, I would probably not be sharing a lot of, again, yet the message of forgiveness or um, I, I would talk about God's repentance and God's giving you a second chance here. But with a surgical abortion, I do want to introduce the idea of repentance, but I do also want to introduce the idea of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want someone leaving with an irreversible um, act 
that many believe is going to condemn them to hell and right. with no opportunity of of ever changing that outcome. So it's that is tricky because you don't want to give them an easy grace. Um, but I, I do think introducing the idea of repentance and forgiveness is, is if possible, if, if they give you that amount of time. Again, we have literature we, we hand to them if they say that, yeah, they had the surgical abortion. Um, I'll ask how they feel about it. Oftentimes they'll say, oh, I'm okay. I, I had to do it. I, they'll say I'm good. Right. And that's an opportunity to say, well, honestly, it's not good. It's it's not good that, that your innocent child um died today. Right. And um and let me give you some some healing information and we'll hand them our literature with post abortive right. healing and um and talk about that there is healing but um but that this this was not a wonderful thing that they did. Right. Um, whatever word you use, it's, it, it's not easy. It is not easy. Yeah. Um, I don't want to come down too harshly because I do want them to look over that literature, uh, and know that healing is possible and yeah. forgiveness is possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sometimes they say, no, they weren't here for an abortion. Right. And then the, the next question is, well, in our facility, which is not a Planned Parenthood, and we are going to talk about what might be a question that you would ask if it was Planned Parenthood, where they do many different things. Did you have a checkup? Yeah. And uh, if they say yes, then um, then we go in. I'll go into. Are Are you feeling sad? How do you feel uh, about the abortion? And by the time they're coming back for a checkup, sometimes remorse has begun to set in, and yeah. that's an opportunity to say, you know, can I pray with you? Uh, we we will provide a mentor if they're willing that will walk them through um the lord the gospel and um you know finding healing in in christ uh as well as you know the healing healing resources which yeah. they may not have gotten the first time they left right yeah of course yeah quite likely they haven't so yeah if they're coming back for a follow-up appointment after having a surgical abortion or the abortion pill, it's good to ask and, and it's good to be able to minister to them based on that and to bring right. the truth of the gospel to them. Yeah. Yeah. If they say no to all those things and they're dressed up, <laughs> we, we can surmise they're probably there for a job. Yeah. They're probably there for a job. Really valuable. Yeah. Know. And we actually see the, the turnover rate for employees of abortion centers is, pretty high and so it's actually pretty common to see people coming in for a job interview and i don't know if maybe that's a podcast for another day to really talk about what do you do for these uh these people that are coming for a job interview at the abortion center maybe it's not enough to cover in a whole episode so i'll just cover it real quick is we want to speak the truth right we want to warn them that what they'll be involved in will be taking the lives of babies. We don't need to hold back that truth. Like they're going to be involved in the murder of children. And this Their is salary not just, will be paid by the blood of babies. I say that outright. Yeah. That might be a little harsh, but I do say that. And, and I have found that people really respond to that. So yeah. if, if their heart is at all inclined towards God, right, they yeah. do respond to that. Yeah. Cause you've got to take away that overlay, that fig leaf of this is, I'm just here to help women with their health care needs. No, you're not. They 
kill babies inside of that place. Even Planned Parenthood that does, you know, they do other things besides abortion. Still, they're killing children. You're still a part of that. Even if you're even if you're working in the call center, you're still a part of that. Your money that you're paid is still paid from abortions like that is Planned Parenthood's bread and butter. Of course, any of these abortion centers, that's that's their biggest moneymaker. And uh, so, yeah, reminding them if they are there for a job, which, again, it's probably not not on many of you guys radars. Like, is that some something you're going to ask somebody as they're coming out? Well, if there's indications there, I think there can be conversations around that particular subject and that particular situation um, that can actually be redemptive for these people. Right. Very much sharing the truth. The truth will set you free in contrast to being in bondage to the abortion industry. Yeah, it challenges their sense of, hey, I'm a I'm a wonderful follower of the Lord. If if you're here to get a job in an abortion center, you you should probably rethink that. Yeah. Are, are you? Are you following God? Um right. another thing I hear a lot is it's just a job. Right. No. It's just a job where babies pay your salary. The death of babies pays your salary. That's not yeah. just a job. Right. That that's being complicit in in the murder of innocent unborn people. Yeah. So um, I, there was this just happened just uh, a couple of days ago where so, one of the abortion workers um, left, told us that she left. And uh, this was kind of funny. We 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 asked her why. Why? Why did you leave? She quit that day right in front of us. She came mm-hmm. out. Um, uh, she had walked in there with a baby in a car seat. Yeah. And um, and as she left the abortion center, we asked um, we are calling out to her. We, we don't know who we think she's a mom going into a board. And she said, I I worked here. I just quit. And as she pulled out, I, I you know, I, I gave her literature, said we would help her find new work. And um, because we do have a volunteer that can help with that. And I said, what changed your mind? And and she said, they don't respect babies in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. So, so um, let's move along to the next couple of points we have here. So as they're pulling out, as they're walking out of the abortion center, um, another yeah. good thing is to ask, are you a friend? Like if you ask them, are you here for an abortion? Of course, you, you got to read the clues and stuff like that. If you've watched the scenario where two ladies have come in together, one of them walks into the abortion center and the other stays out in the car and you got one of them pulling out. Then you can ask them, are you, are you here with a friend? And that can kind of springboard into a conversation about getting their friend out of that place. Right. So again, you've yes. got to be attentive, paying attention to what's going on. Um, especially you, you'll see a lot of times the dads, they'll bring their girlfriend in and then they'll be pulling out. And that's an opportunity again to strike up a conversation with him and to challenge him, encourage him to go back in there and get her out of that place. Yeah. Uh, if they're not there for a friend, they might be there selling supplies or services. And I will yeah. ask that if they're none of the above that. And if the, we did a podcast on that again, it's very similar to if they're there for a job. Do you really want your business to be involved with this business that kills kills babies? Yeah. Now, a lot of people are from a Planned Parenthood that are yeah. going to be listening to this podcast. And they, they have unique challenges because the Planned Parenthood does so many other things. So it, it's harder as they leave what, what to ask them. We, you can ask all these things, just prefacing it, if you were here for a whatever. Yeah. But oftentimes they're there for the other services. Yeah. And, um, you know, wh- whatever. The other things that Planned Parenthood does besides kill babies. And offering them low-cost community 
alternatives is, I think, one of the most effective things that we can do, as well as as talking about the Lord. And if they're a believer, do they really want to be involved in any way with a facility, no matter how cheap it is for the other services like birth control, whatever? Do you really want to be involved with a uh, an organization that kills babies? Yeah. One of the conversations that I had recently with a woman um, at an abortion center who was not there for abortion and I believe she was actually going in rather than coming out. But I think this still applies because sure. sometimes people are more inclined to, to stop on the way out than they are on the way in. And uh, so this this lady stops and talks and she's there for birth control. And I've had situations where somebody stops and they're on the way out and they say, yeah, I was here for birth control. And I always want to you know plant those seeds. That, Listen, there are other places. First, I'll ask, well, what do you what do you feel about abortion? And most of the time they're like, I, I don't agree with it. But you understand you were just in a place that does abortions, even though you don't agree with it. Still, would you want to have any association with a place that kills children? And then I'll give them here's here's a place down the road that does everything Planned Parenthood does. But they do it for free because Planned Parenthood charges for everything they do, by the way. Everything they do has a has a price tag associated with it. And so um, would you really want to be associated with this place? And, And why would you want to be? And why wouldn't you go to these places? So I'm planting those seeds for the future. And I actually had one young lady not long ago say, yeah, I'm never coming here again. I'm going to, I'm going to take this list and I'm going to, I'll go to these other places. Um, This, this one lady I talked to though, as she was going in, she was saying, well, I'm here for birth control. I don't agree with abortion. um, But you know, this is where I get my birth control. And so I kind of use a little bit of an analogy to take it out of, because so many people think of abortion in this kind of idealized, ideological political realm um i tried to bring it a little closer to home for her because i was explaining to her you know they do abortions in there she's like yeah i know but i don't agree with that but i I, i'm not doing that i said well how would you feel if i told you they hold ku klux klan meetings inside of there Mm. and they they do other things you know they have birth control and they, they do other things there but they also hold ku klux klan meetings in there and so they're they're staunch racists would you still be willing to go in there and she was like um no, I don't think I would feel comfortable doing that. So what's worse, racism or murder? I mean, both are bad. We abhor both. We don't want to be associated with either one of those things. But murder is far worse than racism, right? And yet you don't want to be associated with racism, but you do want to be associated with murder. That that, that doesn't make sense to me. And uh, unfortunately, she still walked inside of that place. But I think it did cause her a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of concern and, and thinking through, you could tell her wheels were spinning. So she I think might not be back the next time. Because I would she, guess she probably won't. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, again, like with everything, we're planting seeds. We're trying mm-hmm. to, uh, um, just help folks to understand the truth about what's going on inside of that place, whether they're coming in or they're going out. And, and I think to sort of wrap this podcast up and just end where we started, it is important because we're dealing with a life and death situation and because there's so many lies that that place perpetuates, those abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood, FPA, uh, um, a preferred women's health center, whatever, so many lies that they perpetuate that we need to do everything we can to plant seeds of truth when they're going in, of course, but also when they're going out. That requires us paying attention. It requires us being diligent. It requires us not growing weary and well-doing as the day progresses You've been out there for two hours. You're going on your third hour being out there and uh, you're you're kind of ready to go. 
don't lose heart. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Finish well in your last hour out there. And as cars are coming out, engage with them as well. Because one of the things that I've said oftentimes that we say, um, these women need Jesus just as much um, coming out as they do going in. And so if nothing else, we need to be reaching the women that are coming out who've had an abortion or who've taken the abortion pill and planting seeds of truth and watering the seeds, quite possibly, that another counselor planted on the way in. Right. And so that's just a, an important thing. I hope you guys were encouraged by this. hope you were challenged by this podcast. And um, as always, we'd love for you to reach out to us with future episodes, uh, suggestions for subjects that we can cover. We'd love to cover those subjects. We'd love for you to reach out with questions that you have. Um, certainly would encourage you guys to be praying for us and um, just praying for the ministry of love life as it's sweeping across the nation. Although there are, of course, challenges that are going to come. The devil's not going to let us just pillage his his territory without fighting back. So we're seeing some opposition. We know that's how it is. Um, and I know you guys see that opposition on, on a regular basis as well if you're out there on the sidewalk. So know that we're praying for you. Please pray for us. Again, please reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky at lovelife.org. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you.